Next. 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 What's next? One hour. The top ten stories of the week. According to them. El Jefe. And J-Dubs. Next is now. I'm El Jefe, and I think the black guy from Grey's Anatomy was right. There's no rehab for homophobia. I'm J-Dubs, and I know there's a cure for it. Stare down a man's junk for 30 seconds, and if your mouth waters, you're cured. Buddies, welcome to Next, or as we're going to call it, the Next Cast, mm-hmm. instead of a podcast. Will one of these headlines be the number one story of the week? Teen night at a strip club, bikinis for toddlers, and hoarding fetuses. All that sounds like batch material. Details in these stories, where they're going to rank at this week's top ten, are next with us, El Jefe and J-Dubs. Some of you know us from our hideout radio show that was heard in Orlando on Real Radio 104.1. And also 106.7 WJFK. Some of you remember us from our days at Q106 and 92 on the Edge in mid-Michigan. No one does. Well, because of our cross-promotion with our buddy Shafee and the Skank Shift. And a few of you remember us from those two magical weeks we had in New York City on 92.3 Free FM with this very show, the terrestrial version of Next. We invite you to check out the MySpace page, myspace.com slash nextradio. Get as many friends as you can to uh, to add us there. Mm-hmm. If you will, discuss the show at nextradiofans.com and fullblownaids.com. Dubs, the next cast starts now. Next. next. Story number 10. ten. Usually we'll do a story from the week. Mm-hmm. However, this one's a couple weeks old. We wanted to bring it to you anyway, mainly because it mentions us, and it sets up this whole next cast thing that we're doing. This was in the New York Daily News. The Hot Talk Free FM experiment lasted only 18 often messy months in New York, and people involved say that the format, uh, well, we haven't heard the last of it. Everyone knows the story. 92.3 Free FM. We did a couple of weeks there. Of course, you had uh, Opie and Anthony. Our buddies, Ron and Fez, the radio chick, JV and Elvis, uh, Nick DiPaolo. Uh, there are a whole bunch of rotating hosts. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on there. Larry Wax, uh, CT and Jiven, a lot of people coming through, doing their thing uh, before the whole thing blew up. We all know it blew up because first there was Imus. Then the whole thing happened where the doghouse got shafted. Mm-hmm. We can say that now that we're not actually broadcasting on 82.3 Free FM. And then I don't think the Opie and Anthony XM thing was the final nail in the coffin. But, but it was sure just like one of those things like, wow, we just can't get out of it. Yeah. You know, we're in this muck, and every time we're about out, it just gets deeper. So they flipped back to K-Rock. Former program director John Minnelli says, FM talk is not the only future. It's the only future for FM radio, and I agree. Why is it whenever I see a quote from John Minnelli, I picture him saying it in his underwear? And not well-fitting underwear either. The ones that kind of just sag in the crotch area so you can see a little bit of the bag. Uh, I imagine that's how he is whenever he's hanging out at his house, too. That's the way I hang out at my house, so whatever. I'm not going to judge the guy. No, it makes it a better quote for me. Walter Sabo cites two keys. For FM Talk to be successful. This is the guy that kind of built the format. And he says, here's what you have to do. You have to have total commitment, 
uh, 101.5 in Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's one of those stations that does that, that does well, sticks with the FM Talk format. They bill a lot. They don't fire their hosts for content, and they've never given in to pressure from an advertiser. That's one of the things you got to do. Now, our old home, Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando, also did the same thing. That station's been there forever, and it's because when stuff hits the fan, it will you know stick by their shows or stick by the format and keep it going. God bless Catherine Brown, our old program director, and all the crap she had to put up with mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times from us. He says the second thing is understanding the audience. It's not just AM talk. you got to give that young audience something new, something fresh. It's got to be something different all the time. Yeah, I mean, when I first started listening to uh, talk radio, it wasn't the AM stations. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't listening to Paul Harvey and the rest of the story. I was listening to this kind of radio, and that's kind of what got me into this. You aren't going to get these younger people into talk without the hot talk format. Manelli goes on to say that the format offers a huge payoff. It gives radio a unique replacement for music that he thinks is going to be swallowed by the competition of iPods which, by the way, most of you are listening to us on right now. The tombstone for music on conventional radio has arrived, I say, three years tops. I agree with Manelli on this. Three years is a very short period. I don't know if I agree with that. but Three yeah. years ago, how many people had iPods? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a very select few, even if they were even around then. So I've always said, though, and I've been saying this for a long time, that you can get music anywhere, literally anywhere with CDs, iPods, cable radio, satellite radio is great for music now. I don't understand. At some point, advertisers are going to realize that on terrestrial radio, they're not quite getting the bang for the buck that they used to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you're going to have to shift back to this FM talk or otherwise. Manelli goes on to say he's coming up with a concept called Rebel Radio that he's going to do on the Internet, something no holds barred. He continues to say, though, that Beyond the hosts heard on Free FM, there's a pool of talent that can execute the concept. CT and Jiven, Dick and Skiba, LF and J Dubs, Hacks, and mm-hmm. Turi Ryder. So Sabo finally finishes up FM Talk Works, but it's like any other radio format, you have to do it right. And I completely agree. I think at some point it will definitely make a resurgence. Now that brings us to why we're doing a podcast. Mm. I'll be honest podcast for those of us that have been quote-unquote traditional broadcasters for the last i don't know 10 years you kind of looked at people with podcasts as well that's fun you're playing radio however nowadays it's definitely changed with guys like ct and jiven like that's how they started that was their thing and they got their chance to go on to free fm and fill in and kicked ass we know another show uh, which will remain nameless, but it's associated with our buddy Perry Noid, who does the Cosmic Circus, another fantastic podcast. But this other show got an audition at a major rock station based on the podcast and other regular radio stuff that he had done. So podcasting to me is no longer kind of that sad thing. It's once again the Internet. You can get out there and you can have the freedom. And another reason why we're doing the next cast, the podcast of Next Radio, we're bored. We really need something to do for right now, and why the hell... I've I've had a lot of emails on MySpace and emails everywhere else, and people hit me up on IM saying, hey, is there anything new we can listen to? Is there anything... uh, You guys doing another test week? Do you guys have any uh, podcasts, anything like that? And uh, we figured, what the hell, why not? And that was the whole reason was partly ego, but then we realized, what are we doing? We're bored. We have the creative drive still. Mm -hmm. We have 
access to million dollar studios and there's an audience Let's stop sitting on the couch and doing a show for ourselves. Let's actually put something together once a week. And uh, every once in a while, I'd sit down and prep like we were actually doing a show, and I found that more sad than prepping for a podcast. No doubt about <laughs> it. It would piss us off. We're like, this is great material. Why aren't we getting it out there? We will, however, not curse on this. Mm. One of the big reasons that we're going to continue to do this and give it to our agent, who, by the way, thinks it's a great idea that we're doing this, our agent, Bob Eatman. So we're going to continue to do this podcast and put together fresh material for potential programmers. So no curse words except for this one. See, now i got to go back and i got to beep it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Fine, whatever you want to do. Now, will we continue to do this podcast once we sign somewhere, which we think could be very, very soon? I'd like to. Speaking of the FM Talk format... I don't know if that's where we're going to end up. With so many stations flipping nowadays, it's very feasible that you and I could end up back in rock radio. So I would still like to continue to do something like this in the podcast form. You know, one of the tough things about doing a podcast when you are doing broadcast radio, we had to sneak by our uh, old podcast of the uncensored stuff we used to do where we would swear and all that kind of stuff because sometimes programmers and stations are very, very touchy about what they do with their content. So this is a chance for us to go out and do this, do it our way, do whatever we want to do without having a station say, no, you can't do that. All you do is those four hours we put you on for a night. Finally, too, I love the concept. The concept of next, the top ten stories of the day, of the week, the comedy that goes with it. I love it too much to just let it fall by the wayside while we're on the beach. I want it to be very well established that this is our idea and that we've been doing this for a mm-hmm. while, and that it's a hit before someone else out there tries to steal it like it's their own. Next, 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 next story number nine. Next download. A local nightclub known for adult entertainment is promoting a teen night. A youth pastor wants to know how that can happen. First Coast News' Lindy Thaxton joins us now. And Lindy, it's summer. Teens are always looking for things to do, but this pastor thinks this club is really going too far. Right. Well, this is what he saw, Donna. Calling all teens, it says. Another place calling all teens, Club Paris, here at the landing. And this youth pastor says, no matter if you're okay with clubs, no matter if you're a parent, you should know this is going on in your city. Look at how these teens spend Wednesday night. Basically just gives them a, 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 a purpose. It gives them something to do on Wednesdays, and it's wholesome. This is the minister, by the way, who takes out teens on Wednesday night and they hand out literature about how you can be saved. Oh, how nice. Wednesday nights as you uh, were growing up as a teen, how were they spent? 90210. That was Wednesday nights, 90210 for me. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a very sad night. Wednesday night is not supposed to be a fun night. Wednesday night as a teen was a night of shameful masturbation and food. That was it. That was a Wednesday night for a teen, and that's how it should be. You notice how we've turned that into every night for us? Mm-hmm. I've lived my dream now. Next download. Literature they hand out much more wholesome, says their youth pastor, than the flyer he found. I was over in the convenience store across the street from the church getting some drinks, and uh, they're sitting there on the counter. Uh, I, I first my first thought was um, place is called the G spot and it's teen night. What do they have to do with teenagers? Here it is, an adult. Well, they club. have them. I mean, let's not pretend like teenagers don't have G spots or aren't trying to find one. Next download. Here it is, an adult club with dancers advertising Wednesday night teen night from eight to midnight. It angers me, but not 
not towards the kids that go Calm to down, it. Pastor. It angers me that, that the adults, that the people who are running this kind of stuff, they don't think. What, what are we training these kids to do? A couple workers here tell us teen night isn't Find happening on this night. And if there would be a teen event, soft drinks would be served and women would not be on stage. All right, well, then what's the point of going? If they're yeah, just going to have soft drinks and no chicks. It's just as wholesome as handing out the flyers at that point. Did you ever go to teen nights when you were a kid? Not when I was a kid, but uh, I've been, <laughs> sadly I've been to them as an adult. What? You know, Well, not as a full adult, 22, 23 maybe. And I would be with friends, and maybe some of them were 20 or 19 or whatever, so they'd have, like, the 18 and up nights. All right, what was the worst part about teen night for you? For me, it was the B.O. There's something about <laughs> teenagers, they really, really stink. I don't know if it's just hitting the puberty thing or what, but they're really dirty. They aren't drunk. Yeah, that's a big part of uh, when you go to teen night, you'll realize that all these kids aren't able to uh, sneak the liquor like you know uh, when you do go to teen nights you do try to wipe that x off your hand real hard and everything and try to be able to buy yourself a beer but it's harder to get late teen night i know that sounds bad well, but guess what I said? you said you went as an adult well it was 18 and up it was you know teen night but not really All right. uh, i went as a teen and the worst part too along those lines is if you did meet somebody trying to get a little action before your parents picked you up like that also happened a lot too you're just sitting there you're like come on hurry up they're gonna be here in 15 minutes let's try to uh, get something going here next to download when it comes to very young people at clubs even places like magic city intended just for teens there's been some trouble nearly a dozen kids were shot here before it was shut down what are we putting in their brains that, that when they get older what are they going to i don't think you worry about what they're a putting in their brains when they're going to the g spot i think you uh, worry about what other insertions going on the brain is kind of your last uh, resort of thought there well, let's not pretend too that you can't learn things at strip clubs if you're a teenager you can learn math you can learn how to count to 343 by ones because that's every stripper at the end of the night. That's what you're learning. And you can learn a little chemistry. You know, uh, when they used to have that big volcano that oozed, well, there's other orifices that ooze in there. And, you know, just pour a little baking soda on it, and you got yourself a uh, vagina cano. Well, along, along with chemistry, though, the contents of an eight ball, what it does to your chemistry as far as your body goes that you could certainly learn along the way. Next to download. Some kids were shot here before it was shut down. What are we putting in their brains that, that when they get older, what are they going to what are they going to become? A real concern for this youth pastor who has made helping teens his mission. You may be thinking these clubs probably keep teens out past curfew. 11 p.m. is the curfew for teens here in Jacksonville. There's a few things in this thing. Uh, one, the uh, minister trying to help teens out. That's become his mission. I find that much more creepy than people capitalizing financially on teens. That is more natural to me. Okay, you are trying to get money from teens. You are trying to help them out, be a mentor. I don't trust big brothers, big sisters. I don't trust youth ministers. I don't trust anybody who wants to be around idiots because most of those teens, especially the ones in these youth groups, are idiots, and there's no reason why you'd want to hang out with them. You know why you don't trust them? Hmm. Because you don't trust you. I do, too. I trust me completely. And that's I why. I can talk myself into it every day. Next. Next. Story number eight. number eight. Illegal immigrants given Red Bull and ephedrine before they dash across the border. Apparently, there's this triple stacker that's now going on. Smugglers are giving to the immigrants as they try to cross, or as Fox News wrote it, scurry 
across the border like they're, like they're rodents. Yeah, or roaches. That's what I was thinking. But it is Red Bull, an ephedra pill, and aspirin. And they say this is really, really dangerous because it's leading to all sorts of dehydration. And people are dying in the deserts from the dehydration. One of the big things that people were pissed about with uh, Border Patrol and everything, when they would find someone doing something illegal, like crossing the border illegally, they would give them water. And that pissed off a lot of people like we were helping them cross the border by giving them water, not helping them stay alive just because it's the humane thing to do. Well, let me tell you why I'm pissed off about this. I'm a little disappointed in my people doping. What happened to the purity of illegal immigration? The purity of the game? They're destroying the integrity of border jumping. And this, to me, is the most disappointing thing. Look, we have to stop this doping in illegal immigration for the children. We can't have the children think it's okay to use these speed balls and all this kind of extra stuff chemically to get across the border illegally. If you're going to come over here illegally, do it naturally. In fact, I want them having asterisks on their fake papers. Each one that comes in with the dope has to come in with that. No doubt about it. Next. Next. Story number seven. A camp they can believe in, Dubs. Ohio's Quest Camp lets young atheists enjoy summer fun with like-minded children. The motto is Beyond Belief, and it builds itself as the nation's first sleepaway camp for atheists. Founded in 1996, it's inspired uh, four similar camps across the nation for children whose parents are either opposed to or indifferent to religion. Now, they say one of the big reasons for this is because a lot of children growing up as atheists, they feel like they're outcasts. I hate any time when you kind of just you know, separate everybody because of religion, even if it is an atheist camp. But this one kind of is encouraging. Uh, the camp motto, there are no losers, only Darwiners. So it's, <laughs> it's very... The camp motto is beyond belief. I already said that. Or is that the second motto? I guess it's the second motto. Such an ass. Much of what goes on there, though, it's kind of the same camp activities. You know what I mean? The usual stuff of archery, nature hikes. Did you ever go away to camp? Yeah, I went to a actual, I believe it was a Methodist youth camp. We would pray before each meal. But other than that, that was the only, well, we had a dance at the end, too, with all Christian music, DC talk. And everybody went nuts when they played MC Hammer Pray. Uh <laughs> How awful. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, yeah, for the most part, it wasn't overbearing. What do you think they do at these? Because I went to camp, too, and I remember the archery. I remember horseback riding, that kind of stuff. What do you think some of the activities are whenever you're at an atheist camp? Um, well, I guess you'd have to go with the gimmick of being atheist and, you know, kind of disrespecting religions. Maybe uh, a Muhammad drawing contest. Everybody just jots what the Prophet Muhammad looks like. What they think? Yeah, I'm sure that would get over real well if anyone found out about that. Or maybe even a cross-burning contest. That was your camp. I'm sure that was the camp that you grew up at, and that's stuff that you did. Now you're just going back mm -hmm. to your own uh, recollection of what you did growing up. That was fun, whatever. Well, I talked about my uh, dance. How about they have the uh, Virgin Mary Hymen Hop, where it's a nice little uh, dance at the end, like a sock hop, but a uh, Virgin Mary Hymen hop. For some reason, I saw that more as like a potato sack races, but I guess it fits for your... Uh... Or maybe even trampoline. That's what they call the big trampoline. They always have the names for all these things, like uh, like uh, the big uh, party things there. Oh, I got a game. We used to play little kid games. How about Duck, Duck, God's Dead? What? I can't imagine they do that at an atheist camp. Next. 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 What's next? <laughs> 
you through the top ten stories of the week. Coming up, how much more do Daily Show watchers know than Fox News watchers? The hypocrisy of Us Weekly. Check out the MySpace. Tell everyone about the next cast that's out now. MySpace.com slash Next Radio. NextRadioFans.com and FullBlownAids.com. Back with the rest of this week's countdown. Pep and Dubs in the next cast. Now watch me wish the Macho Man with the claimed WrestleMania for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Electra, an elbow smash, a body slam. WWF WrestleMania from Acclaim. Ooh, yeah, I want a rematch. Chick realizes women come in all shapes and sizes. That's why jeans by Chick are proportioned to fit. From leg to waist, hip to hip. Whether you're a sweet petite, long and lean, or in between. Don't you know? Chick's got your jeans. Chick jeans. In 27 sizes, because Chick realizes that jeans should come in all shapes and sizes. Get a free Chick Jack with purchase. You're looking at the Cobra Surveillance Port. Imagine this. Look, it's the Cobra Surveillance Port. And that's the Andre Trooper. I know the Cobra Vipers. And that's the law, G.I. Joe's high-tech defense post. That's style tone. And at the outpost defender, that's Leatherneck. <laughs> Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, outpost defender, the law and Cobra surveillance port. G.I. Joe and Cobra figures each sold separately. Yeah, Joe! you put that down. Cigarettes are dangerous. <laughs> well, smoking isn't grown up. It's very foolish. <laughs> Because it's a dirty habit. It does dreadful things to your lungs, and it's very bad for your heart. Well, I know I don't have one, but humans do, and I think we should set a good example. Well done, R2. Please, don't smoke. El Jefe, J-Dubs, next is now. Hefe, that's Dubs. We want to thank you for downloading the next cast. Tell all your buddies about it. Visit the MySpace, myspace.com slash nextradio. We also want to build a little podcasting family network. So if you have a podcast, you want to put together a little promo for it mm-hmm. or an internet radio show that you're going to do, let's you know do that. Email us on the MySpace, and we'll put that in the next, next week's uh, next cast. So we'll get a load of that, too. Also, check out our buddy Shafeview's doing one as well. That one's at skankshift.com or myspace.com slash skankshift247. Our buddy uh, Shafey's brought back the skankshift online and what he calls skankasudes. Uh, it goes well with the uh, canker sores that he has on his crotch. So check that out. Stories. Story number six. String bikinis now available for toddlers from spaghetti straps for preschoolers to ultra mini skirts on tweens. I guess girls' clothing is now getting noticeably skimpier. You have the limited two, Abercrombie Kids, Gap Kids, Target, all of this stuff. They're trying to get younger girls. I guess this is the fashion now for younger girls to skimp your stuff. It's been going this way for a long, long time. Me and you used to go just sit at malls and play beginning and end, you know, where... you Before know, you, and after. Before and after, yeah, with the little girls and their mothers walking around just kind of seeing, all right, that's what the girl looks like now, and there's the girl later. What was interesting, too, is the mom was dressed like a mom, but the kid was dressed kind of skimpy like this. It was almost like the mom 
was dressing her kid up the way that she wishes she could dress now. When you look at these kids, you don't know what you're staring at when they're walking in front of you at times, and you'll be like, wow, that's a, that's a nice ass we got going here in front of us. And then she turns her head a little bit, and you get shined in the face by the braces. Well, I remember we also did that, too. Dubs our first bonding experience at Cedar Point mm-hmm. when we took a busload of listeners from Q106 out there. And that was a game we played, Guess the Age. At first, it was, wow, hot, and then, whoa, wait a second. Well, that and we decided to buy Oakleys so we could wear <laughs> those so we didn't look like perverts with our eyes wandering everywhere. I guess Gap Kids, one of their things is based off of Anna Kornikova. It is a bikini for a 12-month-old. I don't know what parent is doing this. There's a sociologist that says it's a scary phenomenon, and it's not going away. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. They say part of the problem is pop culture. You got the Bratz dolls, which, by the way, I had talked about when I very first saw those. They dress like whores. Mm-hmm. They absolutely look like little skanks. I believe they're... Not even 10 yet. I don't know much about the well, brats. I, I but believe they're targeted at probably between 7 and 10-year-olds right. to buy those. Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, they say that's also part of the problem, too. They say the real problem, though, is money. There's serious money at stake. From clothing to games to snacks, kids 12 to 19 spent $179 billion in 2006, according to Teen Research Unlimited. Retailers want a piece of that pie. They're looking mm-hmm. for. They're looking they for sure do. lifelong shoppers. They say the younger that they get them, the longer that they're going to have them. I'm going to sue. That's been my slogan for a long, long time. What? The younger you get them, the longer you'll have them. The, the longer you'll have them tied up in your basement. Mm-hmm. If corporations can go after kids like this, can you help with the sofa. Is it about time that you can say, "All right, then, guys, it's free game." Corporations are going after their money. They're dressing them like sluts. Isn't it time to peel back the laws a little bit on pedos? <laughs> when you say it like that. It sounds odd, but if corporations can literally rape these kids and turn them into whores mentally, they're mentally screwing them up. Remember, that's the whole that's the whole argument about pedophilia and kid touching, which, by the way, I'm not advocating. I'm trying to make a point about how corporations do it, too, is the mental effect that it has on you as you grow up. Well, I'm going to go the other side. The advertising do the exact same thing. I'm going to go the other side. If they're dressing the part, they can be the part. If I walk around like a uh, fireman, I'm going to expect someone to want me to put out their house. So if you're walking around with short shorts and a tube top, I'm going to expect you to give me oral. If that makes any sense. <laughs> it absolutely made no sense. No sense at all. Along the same lines, I think I understand what you're trying to say. Basically, don't be shocked whenever some creep Mm -hmm. expects something from your tween. By the way, that's the other thing, too. There's tweens and there's pre-tweens. Pre-tweens are basically kids. You go from toddler to pre-tween to tween to teen to a grown man, I guess. I don't know where it really goes from there. At the same time, too, Dubs, as we go through this, and you think about how skimpy stuff gets, and going back to your original point about, hey, I'm a firefighter. (laughs) Do you you want me to go through it again? No, I I really don't. But along those same lines, I got to say, if you were taking out like your kid in the jungle, Mm -hmm. you would expect there are predators out there that might literally snatch your children up 
a lion, a tiger. I would think you put your kid in camouflage if you're going out into the jungle on an expedition. You got to think of life and the mall as a jungle. And there are predators. Instead of lions, there's J-dubs. And the camouflage, instead of this skimpy bikini, needs to be a pantsuit or a sweatsuit. Next, story number five. Two-year-old Matilda has become the youngest ever girl in Mensa. Georgia is the youngest female member, scoring a genius IQ of 152. This puts her in the same intellectual league proportionate to her age as Stephen Hawking. 152. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? She's a genius. She's almost at my level. Really? I have a 140 plus. (laughs) I do. Plus? What's a plus stand for? I'm going to say 180. I don't know what exactly, but I have a 140 plus. How old is she? She's two years old. She's two years old, and she has a higher IQ than you do. No, because I said mine's 140 plus, so technically she is too. That could be 141. I'm there with Stephen Hawking and this little (laughs) two-year-old girl. Other things, though, she does better than Stephen Hawking? Walk. So (laughs) she's right on the same intellectual level, and she can also talk and wave. And she can, yeah, put a sippy cup in her mouth. She can wipe. Things (laughs) that Stephen Hawking can't do. According to an expert in gifted children, Georgia is the brightest two-year-old she has ever met. At 14 months, she was getting herself dressed, another thing Hawking can't do. (laughs) Uh, She spoke very early on. By 18 months, she was having proper conversations. However, she did throw temper tantrums, according to her parents. What can she do? All right, they have a checklist. Here's what she can do. She can sing, I can sing a rainbow perfectly. What the hell's that? I guess it's a song. And count to ten, she can do. So? She that can, doesn't give you a 152 IQ. She can use a word as arrogant in a conversation. Ooh. Distinguish between pink and purple. She can swim. This kid's a retard! She can swim, dance ballet. She can draw an almost perfect circle. Distinguish between a square and a rectangle. And explain difficult words to her friends. She's a genius. That's a genius. That's two years old and you can... You are at a six-year-old level. That is not genius. Well, that's the whole thing, though. She's ahead of her age. Is IQ proportionate to your age? I thought it was a blanket thing. In the article here, it says proportionate to her age. So right now, she's as smart as Stephen Hawking would have been when he was two. That's where I guess it goes. She could completely hit the wall. And then she would be the dumbest 20-year-old in the world, but for some reason she's getting all these accolades now because she's two and she can almost draw a circle. Almost draw a perfect circle. And Whatever. That's, and that's the difference. You can't do half of this stuff. I can do all that you stuff. You don't know what arrogant means. Stop it. I live with you. Of course I know what arrogant means. That's an easy one. Would you want a smart, annoying kid... Or a dumb, cool kid. A dumb, cool kid any day. If I had this smart, annoying kid, which I guarantee she is, I guarantee she's annoying as hell, I would go Chris Benoit on her ass. I would, I would put her in a cross-faced crippler and then kill her mom for giving birth to such an evil thing. Story number four. Four, four. Us Weekly bans Hilton coverage for a week, citing Paris fatigue on the move. She wasn't going to be on the cover, no mention in the magazine. This, of course, with her getting released from jail this week at the time of this next cast. They say people are having Paris fatigue. The Associated Press imposed a similar moratorium for a week earlier just to see what would happen. Dubs, 
If I was a subscriber or a fan of Us Weekly, I would be livid. In fact, I'm almost livid now because this is the ultimate in hypocrisy. Us Weekly, all of these celebrity rags, they created and helped create this this life, this culture of celebrity. Now, all of a sudden, you have one of the biggest stories ever as far as celebrities go, and you're not going to talk about it? The shareholders should be pissed. Well, they're not talking about it when it's over. It's very convenient now that she's out that they're not talking about it. And what it does for Us Weekly, them coming out, they probably didn't have a whole lot that the other papers didn't, and they knew that. So they said, all right, what gimmick can we still run with Paris Hilton, but not run Paris Hilton? How about we run a gimmick that we aren't going to run Paris Hilton, and then we'll be looked at as legit and better than the rest of these rags. No one's going to look at Us Weekly and say, hey, wow, they're legit. This is like ESPN saying, we're going to cover leading up to the Super Bowl, but we're not going to cover the fourth quarter because everyone is probably Super Bowled out after the two weeks and the first three quarters in the halftime show. There's no reason to cover the fourth quarter and see how it ends. Yeah, usually the second half blows. It's so I'm, I'm on Us Weekly's side here. They're being hypocrites. They're absolutely being hypocrites because they created this culture. And again, you know, if I was a shareholder or something, I'd be pissed about it. I'd be happy. I'd be so happy they're uh, getting all this recognition and being talked about for not doing a story. I mean, how genius is that? It's not from the work they did. It's from the work they didn't do that they're getting all these uh, accolades and attention. One of the big things, too, is how we continuously purge. We gorge, first of all, on mm-hmm. the sensational. Then we purge. You know what I mean? Well, all right, enough, enough. We're not going to do any more. Where do you think this Paris thing ranks among like the big ones where America's really gotten wrapped up? There's OJ. I think he's under OJ. There was Chandra Levy. Above Chandra Levy. Peterson, Lacey Peterson. <sighs> I would say below Lacey. Anna Nicole Smith. Is, That's close. Is Anna Nicole higher than OJ or no? No. OJ is king. OJ, Anna Nicole Paris? I'd say it's right around there, yeah. Imus. Does Imus get thrown in there at all? Imus is an honorable mention. I think it didn't last long enough. It was about two weeks of craziness. Now, going back to the Chandra Levy thing, do you remember what put an end to that? 9-11, right? Exactly. And that's what we need right now. No. No, not another 9-11. But after 9-11, there was this whole thing in the media of, you know what, we overdid the Chandra Levy thing. We're not going to do that anymore. Lo and behold, since then, we've had all this stuff. We need a war. We need a war that can really put things in perspective. We have one. Uh, we've been in it for, what, four or five years? Really? Mm-hmm. I know about the iPhone in Paris, but I hadn't really heard about that. Story number three. Next. One of the reasons might be is that despite the web, Americans remain woefully ill-informed. Uh, it's happened to be a natural segue, but after more than a decade of the internet and it going mainstream, Mm -hmm. the world's richest information source hasn't actually made people more informed. According to the Pew Research Center and the people for the press, it says that Americans, on average, are less able to correctly answer questions about current events than they were in 1989. Citizens who call the internet their primary news source know slightly less than fans of television and radio news. <sighs> well, I mean, the internet, you can get 
sidetracked really easy. There is a lot of information out there. I don't know a whole lot of people who actually get their information all off the internet. But I would say that we are less informed than we have ever been. I was on the phone with my friend yesterday, and I hear his girlfriend in the background. Isn't Magic Johnson dead? I've never been so happy to not have a girlfriend. I, I remember those questions all the time. And you just look at them like, are you retarded? No, Magic Johnson isn't dead. You're thinking of Eazy-E. Someone who... <laughs> you're thinking... Just because they're black and have AIDS doesn't mean that they're Magic Johnson. Where do you get your news? I get my news uh, a little bit of everywhere. I'll watch a little bit of CNN during the day. I'll uh, go through the internet. I'll listen to talk radio. I'll do a little bit of everything, and hopefully I'll gather enough information. I don't read the paper. That's one thing that I really don't do. But I'll go to the paper websites. I'm not going to exactly. get all of them from Yahoo. It, well, it's different. It, you don't read a physical newspaper. Most people in our generation mm-hmm. don't anymore, but you do still visit the sites and you know what the headlines are. The percentage of audience that could name Vladimir Putin, that could name the Sunni branch of Islam, that could identify Scooter Libby. These were a couple of the questions that the Pew Research Center threw out there. Mm-hmm. Just basically kind of an order from most informed to less informed. All right. First of all, the most informed were people who read major newspapers or websites. That was only at 58% for most of them, like topping out at like 58, 42% respectively for each one of those questions that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It goes down. The Daily Show and Colbert Report is next. Then public radio. You know, it goes through some news magazines and websites. CNN is around 41% compared to The Daily Show at 52%. People who get the majority of their stuff from news blogs, only 36%. Fox News watchers, 38%. So as far as three major things going on in the world, Vladimir Putin, the Sunnis, and Scooter Libby, Fox News watchers, on average, hover between 38 and 29% of knowing what's going on there, as opposed to Daily Show watchers who hover between 52 and 44. Daily Show and Colbert Report and all of them, if you ever ask them if people should be getting their news from them, they'll say, hell no. But most people say that's now the most respected news source. That's ridiculous. I mean, I love the shows, but I watch as entertainment, not news. You may learn a few things from it. That's like... Uh, those commercials, hungry, grab a Snickers. Fine, yeah, you're hungry, grab a Snickers, but don't have one for dinner. Don't sit there with a knife and fork and eat a Snickers. And thinking you're getting all the nutrients yeah. that you need. Now, as far as knowing less about the news, it's pretty much everyone. They asked five questions. The percentage of people who answered the four out of five correctly in 1989, if they had a high school degree or less, it was 41%. 2007, 30%. Ouch. Some, That's a huge drop off. Some college, 59% in 89, 2007, 51. And if you're a college graduate, 80% in 1989 could get four to five questions right. In uh, 2007, 74%. Now you got the question. Yeah. All right, give them to me. Let's see if I know. All right, I'll quiz you real quick. Name the vice president. Uh, Dick Cheney. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, name our state. We're in Florida, so name our governor. Charlie Crist. Name the president of Russia. Vladimir Putin. <clears throat> Does the U.S. have a trade deficit? Yes. Hmm. All right, I don't know if I'm, you, you seem to be swearing Which up. party controls the House? Democrats. 
Mm. <laughs> what? Nothing. Is the Chief Justice a conservative? Yes. I believe it's Scalia. And yeah, he's definitely a conservative. <laughs> oh, are you, are, what are the, what okay. are the answers? Do you Hold have the on. Answer? Who is the Speaker of the House? Nancy Pelosi. All right. And who is our Secretary of Defense? That I don't know. It used to be Donald Rumsfeld. Who is it? Secret- I don't know who the Secretary of Defense is. Okay. All right. Those are all the questions. Do you have the answers? Not your answer key. I don't have the answers. Well, how am I going to know whether or not I got them right? Look them up. There's the internet right in front of you. Don't be a dick. Next, with El Jefe and J Dubs. What's next? All right, we'll come back with a complete recap. Also, tell you the stories that weren't quite next worthy. And we'll have stories number two and number one. Thanks again for downloading the next cast. Tell everyone about it. Next week, I do believe we're going to have a sponsor hopping on board Ooh. as well. So we're excited about that. MySpace.com slash Next Radio. I'm Hefe. That's Dubs. More the next cast. Next. The greatest battle in the history of the universe is about to begin. The Rulons. They're about to attack. Quickly, we'll have to trap them in the canyon. Leave them be. The clever dino riders seal off the escape route. It's up to you, commandos. Now, leaping into the path of the thundering giants, the commandos close off the front of the pass. Blast them to bits, Batman. Put this in your Easter basket, Krulos. Don't forget to ride home, Rulons. The dino riders put on the finishing touches. But Krulos escapes on Tyrannosaurus Rex. Look out! Sky! The Stegosaurus! Take this, lizard lips! I'll be back, Krista! The battle is over, but the action's just beginning with a complete Dino Riders collection. Dino Riders! Now there's something just for you and pretty eat from Underoos! presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Next. 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 Not next worthy. Here are some stories that didn't make the cut, but are worth a mention. A lot of stuff happened during the week of this next cast, the inaugural one. We just didn't want to get into, or maybe we were, you know, overly inundated with information about them. Mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't going to talk about Chris Benoit. I am furious with the WWE, and I think it's in poor taste to take a bit this far. Not a bit. After Vince McMahon and his death, and then it turning out that was fake. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop on this Benoit thing. Work. It's a work. The release of the iPhone. I'm excited about it. Driving's gotten too easy for me. (laughs) 
I want to be able to have some true entertainment. I have no idea who would buy this iPhone personally, because I know personally I can't keep a battery on just my regular camera phone from uh, lasting more than an hour after six months of uh, having it. I can't spend that much money on something that I know is going to fail me. Plus, whoever buys the first one, you know you're guinea pig. Yeah. you got to wait for the second version to come out. That's why I waited so long on an Xbox 360. I wasn't going to go out and buy a PS3 or any of those other things until the uh, guinea pigs got done sending theirs back and getting uh, refunds. There was the immigration bill, uh, whatever. It doesn't affect me. I might because I have family that's looking to come over, but it doesn't affect me personally. So whatever, screw them. (laughs) Next two, story number two. Funeral director pleads guilty in fetus case. A former funeral director reportedly stashed hundreds of fetuses and deceased newborn babies in his garage. He pled guilty for theft and withholding property in a single case of abuse of a corpse. Apparently, he had 300 fetuses in boxes in his garage and the remains of 19 dead babies. All of this went down in 2005. People found him. Uh, They found out about it. They've gone through this whole court process, and he got probation. Just probation. Mm Mm-hmm. They say the biggest reason is because it was just disposal. This is what they actually say. He didn't abuse the corpse. He didn't stab it. The fetuses were given to him by the hospital to get rid of. As far as the parents were concerned, the children were already gone. So it wasn't like he did anything horrid with them. So, wait, you don't bury babies? Well, sometimes you do. He's a funeral director. I'm sure he said, hey, I'm burying it, and they have a little tombstone or something, but there's nothing in there. Look, he may have been on some master plan. This guy may have had some idea of what fetuses could do that you and I don't know. What, weatherproof his house? That's what I'm thinking. The aluminum siding wasn't working out anymore. He needed to kind of uh, reinforce. I'm thinking he was going to get out of the funeral business, go into the wedding business. These are going to be centerpieces. This was maybe his (laughs) thought. He thinks outside the box, obviously. Thinks outside the coffin. You can't hold this man down. Guess the race on this cat. White. Has to be white. If he's keeping babies... Around, he's a white guy. All black man. Oh, well, then it was, it's easy to explain. He had a nice, uh, slow, no barbecue plan. What? <laughs> it wasn't anything bad. Have you ever seen... Uh, Chuck Tex- Jock. Have you ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Yes, but that... that- Chili's always better with humans. And baby, oh, tender. It's like veal. Next. <laughs> if you missed it, here's what was next. All right, number 10, FM Talk, the future, and we explained why it is that we're doing a podcast, or as we like to call it, a next cast. Teen Night at the Strip Club, number nine. Number eight, illegals are doping to come to America. Seven, atheist camp. Six, bikinis for toddlers. Five, a two-year-old as smart as Stephen Hawking. Four, us weekly hypocrites deciding not to cover Paris Hilton on the week that she's getting out. Number three, Americans are still dumb despite the web. In fact, even dumber. And number two, funeral home director hoards fetuses. Next. Number one. Nummer one. Zeichen eins. Numero uno. Numero one. The number one story. Women arrested accused of bathroom sex in front of children. This one actually dubs comes to us from 
Florida. As a matter of fact, it was my old backyard in Castleberry. Next download. Two women are in jail, arrested for performing sex acts in front of children in a community pool bathroom. Seminole County Sheriff's deputies arrested Joanny Jimenez and Emily Hernandez over the weekend at the Castleberry public bathroom. A witness says she walked into the bathroom with her child and the women threatened her. The women also fought with deputies before they were taken into custody. Apparently, a mother walks into the bathroom at the community pool All right. with her son and finds two chicks there having oral with each other with a third woman in the corner taking photos. To me, this, the luckiest boy on earth, he has batch material stuffed in the spank bank for the rest of his life. Luckiest boy? But unluckiest three girls I've ever heard of. Who has sex in a public pool bathroom? They're going to have athletes put on their crotch. It's just going to be scaly and frog-like. According to uh, officials, they left their kids alone at the pool, went into the bathroom, and had sex for almost two hours. Two hours? That's got to be a benefit of having lesbian sex. There's no end. Yes, there is. You can still finish. With guys, you know when it's over. But if you got a couple girls just going at wait, wait, it... Wait, wait, wait. You don't know when it's over with a girl? When I'm done. <laughs> but if there's no guy there... There's no... There's a girl like, all right, I've had enough. I, it's been too long. I'll finish you off later. You've never had a girl be just spent sexually with you? No. I didn't know that could happen. <laughs> yes, it happens. That's neither here nor there. That, really? Yes. One of the chicks denied having sex in the bathroom and said she got breast implants and was just showing them off to her girlfriends when someone walked in. So that was the explanation that they gave. And now I understand why girls go to the bathroom in groups. Because this is every guy's thought and fantasy. Girls never go alone. It's always in groups. It's always at least two or three of them going together. Each one of us at one point think, man, that's what's going on in here. That's what they're doing as you walk by that woman's bathroom. And that turns you on? I love bathroom sex. In fact, our buddy Lefty sent me this link for... I think Glory holes? No, it's you called... Mo? It's called... Psst. <laughs> That's what it's called. Psst. I'm over here. It's called like... My... Go ahead, stick it through. Montana <laughs> meth. And there's a photo on it that has this like, picture of this dirty bathroom. And it says, this is not a place you want to lose your virginity. And I'm thinking... It is. That's a hot place. It's a dirty bathroom. Yes, it's hot. It's uh, sticky. It's full of microorganisms. It's and wrong. And that's what's so hot about it. And it's wrong. It's definitely wrong because you're going to end up with some kind of crud. Listen, I've batched the porta potty. So having sex in a bathroom isn't too far of a stretch for me. Yeah, I can understand. You know, you need to batch. You need to get it done with. You know, but if you're a couple girls, you can find someplace else. As long as you aren't rubbing it in that blue water, I don't find it disgusting. You don't find this a hot story of two? And they, I saw them online. They were decently hot Latin chicks doing each other in a community pool bathroom while their kids are outside swimming and another chick is taking photos? That's not sexy to you? That doesn't turn me on at all. How could it? What are you, Tim Hardaway? Did you just throw up a little bit in your mouth? A little? Yeah. All I imagine is like a Doberman's mouth all foamed up 
And that's what it looks like with those two girls going at it because of all of the germs that are jumping right into that area. It's still hot to me. I don't know. You explain that there, and all of a sudden I get excited. I don't know why you wouldn't think this is hot. Gangrene is not lube, and I guarantee that that's what's going on down there. Are you now the new Jerry Falwell? That you don't find lesbians hot? I find lesbians hot, I but not in a what bathroom. If, what if they're tweens? You got me now. I'm in. Next. Next. On the next episode. Oh, my dirty. All right, that wraps it up for the inaugural episode of the next cast. Thank you for downloading it. Turn your friends on to it. MySpace.com slash next radio. Discuss it at nextradiofans.com or fullblownaids.com. Once again, if you have a podcast, we want to try to create this whole little network here. Send a promo for it, and we'll put it in during our quote-unquote breaks, as we will have a sponsor that joins us next week. Check out our buddy Shafee's podcast of The Skank Shift, the show that Dubs and I actually met at mm-hmm. whenever we were in Michigan. It was our first date. Skankshift.com or myspace.com slash skankshift247. Dubs, I want to leave people with this. Um... What would you like people to do before next week's uh, podcast, next week's next cast? I say people, I want people to go see Sicko because we're likely going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And if you have HBO, you got to watch Flight of the Concords. Oh, great. I'm loving that right now. It's it's awesome. And I definitely dig that. Anything you would like people to do before we talk to them next time? Find Jesus. Then likely they won't be downloading again. Till next time, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Introducing Blaster. He looks like an innocent radio, but transformed is the powerful Autobot communicator. The Transformers, each sold separately from Hasbro. Hi, I'm Nancy McKeon, and I'll be right back with one to grow on. Let's start by making the Sopezes and then the Ready-Mates. And let's not forget the years they are elected. And their party. Right. <laughs> I wonder who that can be. I'm selling magazine subscriptions. Open the door and I'll show them to you. Come on, Michelle. Open up. Let's see what kind of magazines he has. Michelle! Hold it, Michelle. You don't know who's on the other side of the door. And if you don't know who it is, don't let them in. If they're delivering something, tell them to leave it at the door. And if they want to come in, tell them to come back later. Listen, guys, I don't know who this guy is, and we're here all alone. You're right. Sir, we're right in the middle of something right now. Could you please come back later? Come on over. Come on. Okay, we're going to start this way, and then we can go that no, way. No, 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 no. And that's one to grow on. Oh, yeah.